Serving the people of the Hudson Valley, St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital proudly presents another edition of Doc Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Urological Association, erectile dysfunction affects more than 30 million men in the United States and is especially common in men who have had prostate surgery or are dealing with diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or obesity. Often men who have an issue with their sexual abilities may be reluctant to speak with their doctors, feeling quite embarrassed even discussing it. Here to discuss erectile dysfunction, treatment options available, and how men should not be hesitant to discuss this with their physician is Dr. Jespreet Singh. He's board-certified urologist with St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Singh. So what is erectile dysfunction? Yeah, hi, Melanie. Thanks for having me. Uh, erectile dysfunction, I think most of us have heard about it, but many of us don't talk about it. It is the consistent inability uh, to achieve or sustain an erection that's suitable for sexual intercourse. And what are some of the most common causes that you see? You know, there, there are many different causes, of which, which I typically see day-to-day, the most common causes being diabetes, being overweight, perhaps a history of smoking that affects circulation, uh, blood circulation, uh, and other things just uh, we may have no control over, things like uh, taking medications for high blood pressure. So, Dr. Singh, first of all, men don't want to discuss this, and their partners may be the ones to want to get them in to see you. What what? things would you like to tell the partners to say, you know, it's time to see a doctor about this? Yeah, as most of us know, men are really not that good with addressing their medical health. Most men. That's often the challenge I have as being a urologist who addresses not only uh, female uh, issues, but more often uh, with the uh, male uh, patient. And it often takes, you know, years before somebody comes to the door. And with erectile dysfunction, it's more than just a diagnosis. It is something that affects the confidence of a man. And as you just stated that, it affects the, um, you know, it's embarrassing to come to talk to somebody about this. And that's one thing, my particular approach is to make it comfortable, as comfortable as this topic can be to talk about. If you have a doctor who has a true passion in treating erectile dysfunction, you know, that emanates through the the, uh, the the satisfaction that, that, that a guy has when he leaves my office. The, the main issue here is not only is the man's changes with his health as he gets older or other medical issues like we just talked about diabetes or high blood pressure, but it also affects the, the, the personal relationship that a man will have with his partner. And what typically happens, and this is what I see day to day, is a man will, will find difficult getting an erection, and due to that lack of confidence, will then not engage even in the day-to-day flirting, as you may say, or, you know, uh, uh, having fun with, with his partner. And the reason why that happens is that most guys view sexual intimacy as a... a um, a a way of performance. And if a man cannot perform, he avoids that situation because he doesn't want to be let down. And that often is the the biggest challenge 
uh, in treating erectile dysfunction is to address that issue. So when a guy comes in, although he understands there's changes to his erections, what he doesn't want to face is the fact that he's lost his confidence in, 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 in bed. And, uh, and that's, that's one area that you have to overcome in addressing this, this disease. And, and it is a disease, and, and most guys will, will put it off and say that it is in their head is why they're having this. It's, it's uh, you know, my, do- my medical doctor has been trying. He has given me medications, and it's just not working. I'm not meant to have it. It's maybe in my head. And I often even hear, as much as it, it kills me to hear this, uh, I have patients saying, you know, I've been married for 30 years. Maybe I'm just not attracted to my partner, and that's not the case. So, so the biggest challenge that I often find in treating this is that, although most of us have heard about what erectile dysfunction is, is to address the fact that you have to overcome uh, uh, the lack of confidence so that we can help, you know, revitalize that and make, make, make that man complete again. That's a wonderful approach to this delicate situation. So how do you diagnose whether it is something that would require counseling, lifestyle modification, all of those kinds of things as opposed to medication or surgical intervention? So first and foremost, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor first and then a urologist. And so when I see a patient who's coming in uh, with, with changes in erections, you have to do the basic uh, evaluation. <clears throat> and the, the changes in erections often that, that are medically related, not the stage fright that occurs with having a new partner or the 20-year-old that comes in saying, you know, Doc, I'm in college and, and, I, and I couldn't, you know, perform, uh, that is that is not the, the 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 definition of erectile dysfunction. We're talking about the the progressive, slow nature in the way that the quality of the erections change, perhaps the spontaneity of getting one, or maintaining one, or even the reduction of the rigidity that makes penetration difficult. And so, if that is the case, uh, you know, we address issues. You got to stop smoking. Uh, if you're overweight, you got to you got to drop a few pounds. You know, I have men all the time saying, "Doc, I'm getting older. My penis is shrinking." Uh, unfortunately, I can't tell you that's not the case. It's because there's more weight around the, the belly that's hiding the penis. Uh, you, you know, you have to do things that are basic, uh, Im, uh, basic uh, importance in, 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 in having good health and, and exercising, uh, cutting out the, uh, the, the red meats and uh, eating healthy. So those are, those are the basics. And if one is not doing that, I, you know, I will spend the time in counseling the patient, saying, listen, you've got to do these things. Let's come up with a game plan. That doesn't mean that we're going to hold off on treating the erection, but let's let's get a comprehensive approach to this because ultimately, you know, both of us, you know, me as a physician and my patient want the best outcome of, of whatever intervention we choose. So let's talk about some of those interventions. We've all heard about, you know, the medications and Viagra and Levitra and Cialis on the market. So do these things work? For how long do they work? I mean, can someone be on them if they need to be for years? And when do you say, well, really, medication is just not enough? Yeah, great question. And uh, so the algorithm in treatment, at least in my hands, uh, is obviously we, we just talked about addressing the lifestyle changes, the smoking cessation, those things. Then the, it's not a next step, but at the same time, I'll talk to the patient about medications like Viagra, Cialis, and there's several of them on the market. The way these medications work is they help improve the blood flow to the penis. And there are two things that are necessary for an erection to be 
rigid enough for penetration. One is uh, obviously the blood flow in, but the second issue is that the penis needs to uh, be able to trap the blood within itself. And so if I can give you an analogy, it's almost as if though you're trying to fill a bucket of water, and if the faucet is running on high flow, that bucket will never be filled if there's a hole at the bottom. And the same thing can happen with the penis. So the first step being medications, and, uh, and all of them work very similarly, and the success of which medicine is right for you all depends. I, you know, ultimately, it's the, the expectations, whereas Viagra is a medicine that will stay in your system for six to eight hours, so you take it as needed. Uh, the Cialis comes in a daily medication uh, or uh, a higher dose, which allows uh, up to 72 hours of that medication in your, in your system. What the extended release allows is better spontaneity, so you don't have to time it. And everyone's different. Every couple is different. So uh, as far as the, the success rate of medications, two out of three men will notice an improvement to their erections with medication. One-third will fail medication. The one thing that we don't have control over are oftentimes the, the other medical issues that are related to erectile dysfunction. One being age. So that's working again. As you get older, we can't control that. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, the continued management of diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, these are all chronic issues. So we cannot reverse those. And so what happens is that these medications will eventually stop working, and it's not because that these medicines, your body's getting used to the medicines, it's because the other medical conditions are progressing, that the, that the improvement from the medications are, 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 are less than what they used to be. But in general, the expectation is two, to three, two out of three men to have an improvement, and then eventually down the road, as one gets older, that success rate to drop. So very quickly, give us a little summary of some of the surgical interventions, the vacuum device, any of these things that you can look to use for men. Just a little brief overview. Sure. The, the, the bottom line, uh, if medicines fail... I will give another try to the me- another medication. If that fails, what I do in the in the office is figure out what's going on. I have my my patient come in. We do an ultrasound study. We figure out where the issue is. Is it a blood flow issue? Is it the inability for the blood to be trapped in the penis? Now, the the the, the next step in the intervention it really depends on the patient. Yes, these are all treatment options: vacuum devices to help bring the blood flow into the penis, the uh, uh, injections into the penis. Uh, to me, the best long-term fix of any guy who's struggling erectile dysfunction is, is uh, a surgical implant or a penile prosthesis. For me, it's a procedure that takes half an hour in the operating room. Yes, as with any surgery, there's a recovery to it. But we're talking about long-term fix of these erections to allow my man to uh, uh, be in full control of the, of the erections and, and, and achieve erections whenever needed, keep them as long as needed, and, and, and have as many erections throughout the day as, as a guy wants. So wrap it up then with your best advice about lifestyle modification and really even possibly prevention. What you want men to know and what you want them to know about coming in to see you to discuss all of these issues at St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Yeah, what we've developed here at St. Luke's Hospital is, is, is a center that addresses men's health. As we, you know, as we talked about, 
you have to get better control of, of, uh, of, of your health and dropping the weight, stopping the smoking, exercising. Along with that, uh, you know, whether it's the trial of medications, whether it's surgery, what this department of urology provides is the full comprehensive approach in getting the confidence that the male patient is looking for in, in regaining his erections. You know, most doctors will treat diseases and leave it at that and, and miss treating the whole patient. The unique approach that we provide in our practice is to give our patients that comprehensive approach to address other issues and to re get, revitalize that man that what he remembers himself being 20 years ago. Thank you so much. It's really, it's great information and so important for listeners to hear. This is Doc Talk presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.